stickies. Welcome back to the Stick with Kaji podcast. I'm Loanne. And I'm Sean. And for me, you can follow me on Instagram right here at Loanne Kaji, where I share my fun things that I do every day. Well, not every day, like once a week. <laughs> Yummy food that I eat. Yeah, and mainly food. <laughs> we take a lot of pictures of the food. So let's get started. Well, before we get started, um, I do want to mention we do have Ryan's Fan Fest coming up November 27th. So get your calendar ready. You can go to ryansfanfest.com up there for more info. It is a free virtual event, fun for the whole family. We've been preparing for it. We're so close to being done. It is coming together really well. So hopefully you guys can join us. Yeah, it's during the holidays, so it's perfect for the whole family to watch it together. All right, so for today's topic, we're going to talk about how we went full-time on YouTube. So if you haven't watched part one, how we got started with YouTube, I will put it up here if I can, and also the link to below. So this is actually the part two, so check out part one. Yeah, it's not too late to catch up on the part one, so just make sure and go ahead and watch that episode too when you have it. When we were doing YouTube... And doing the full, our other full-time job, there was a point we felt like, okay, we cannot continue on like this uh, any longer, right? And when you had the, uh, the moment, you felt like you cannot do this anymore. Yeah, because, you know, YouTube burnout, it's real, especially when we also have a full-time job separately. So we thought, you know, at what point should we just commit to YouTube? Now, in the beginning, I actually wanted to do both, right? Like, I love my teaching job. I love the kids that I have. I I worked at a really great school. All the staff and all, you know, the administrator and all the teachers that I was surrounded with was really nice and caring and understanding. And I, I thought, you know, we can just do both. But there was a point where I found out that I was pregnant with twins. I mean, that's a separate story on its own. It's a whole roller coaster ride. But the point was when I found out I was pregnant, you know, I talked to Sean and we were like, daycare is expensive. Yeah. Sending three kids daycare is going to be pretty much like how much one of our like annual income will be. So we, we have to think about what to do. Maybe it just makes sense. One of us just stay home and take care of all three kids. Yeah, so I thought either way, with or without YouTube, I was going to become a stay-at-home mom because it doesn't make sense for me. As, as much as I love teaching the kids, right? As It doesn't make sense for our family where I would go and teach, you know, students, but then having somebody else watch our kids because the uh, Loanne was teaching in high school we intentionally not including her on camera and i felt like that was a limitation i thought ryan would have more fun having both mommy and daddy on camera with him and interact with ryan so uh, we were trying to figure out how we can do this with all of us on camera together right and you know with a twin pregnancy i don't know how it is for other people but for me i had a really hard pregnancy there were moments where i was teaching in the middle of a sentence i had to tell the kids you know just wait one second i would run in the back and having to throw up and try to like put myself together as fast as i can to come back without kids you know noticing why i was gone and even from the beginning, before we found out that you know Loanne had twin, we knew this pregnancy was a little bit different compared to when Loanne had Ryan. She was 
just not feeling well and uh, she had a like really severe morning sickness almost every day and that was different from when she was pregnant with ryan separate story though <laughs> yeah well, i would love to share with you more in details of that so because that it was a high-risk pregnancy i had also had to go to the doctors a lot um the when it was getting closer to sean had to take me because you know you guys don't know I'm, I'm a really short person. Anybody that meets me in person always tell me you are a lot shorter in person than you appears to be on camera. I am, I am really, 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 really short. The shortest person that you will probably ever meet as an adult. <laughs> so having Moen at the, her height, having twin, it was, <laughs> it was really interesting because toward the, when she was more, uh, towards the due date, uh, she, her stomach was so big that if I just, Push her just a tiny bit. I feel like she would fall. So, and, and it was really difficult for her to drive the car. After a certain point, she couldn't even fit I in the couldn't. driving seat. After six months, I could not drive because, because of the fact that I was so short. I have to be really close to the steering wheel. <laughs> but then my belly touches the steering wheel. And it's really dangerous. Just in case if you get an accident, then, you know, an um, airbag wouldn't really cover it. So I have to drive her every week to the doctor. And, uh, yeah, sometimes it's twice a week just as we come closer toward the delivery date we have to go as often as possible so um there was a point that loan felt like she cannot continue teaching with pregnancy and managing youtube um and and, and spending time with the kids we know you know we did have like a deep conversation we know how unstable youtube is right especially in the beginning we did have that lightning mcqueen a giant egg surprise took off but at any moment right it was kind of scary because at any moment that video could just tank and also that means um you know we we are just assuming we continue making right. the videos right and who knows if ryan want, doesn't want to do the vi filming video anymore then we want to stop right there right then so uh, we are also thinking about our own career too if ryan wants to stop the video and yes we're going to stop the channel but then if if that's the case then can we go back to our um uh, the previous job after that point so we thought about all different scenarios and luckily, Loanne, in her teaching job, it's always just uh, somewhat easier to come back to her uh, existing career. And mine, too, it's easier to come back to, too. So we thought maybe it's okay to take a chance and step away from the, our existing career and uh, put full time on YouTube. You know, like we mentioned, either way, I was going to be a stay-at-home mom for a while, um, with my teaching income, it was pretty much impossible for us to send our kids to daycare. I was the project manager at that time when Loan was pregnant. So for me, uh, taking off the uh, the work and sending the Loan to doctor each week was uh, a, a huge issue for me uh, to keep my position in the, uh, in the company. So uh, I had to choose whether to to leave the company and and continue taking care of Loan at home or ask somebody else to to help me taking care of loan and, and continue on working uh, i i wanted to be there for loan uh, for this pregnancy so uh, i just left the work and, and focus on and uh, helping loan and working on full time on youtube yeah but luckily we had some money saved so if ryan doesn't want to continue or if something happened we did have a little cushion room to figure out what we want to do 
And we had Ryan really early. So, you know, we were still young at that time. I was still in 20s. So even if he decided to come back after a few years, I'm sure it's still okay for us. So. So my parents wasn't wealthy or anything. So we purchased the first townhome on our own. That was a big commitment. We learned so many different ways to save money. So we weren't afraid if YouTube didn't work out, what are we going to do? Because I feel like as, as long as we stick together, you know, we'll be okay. Yeah, and I think it was a really huge advantage for us to start, start our, that we have started our relationship back in college when we didn't have any money. So we know how we were before start earning money. I wasn't too nervous. Even if the financially, if we became a little bit, uh, become a little bit unstable, I know we could support each other because there, we already have experienced that during the college. And as we previously mentioned, you know, I wasn't like super stressed out um, going full time into YouTube because uh, Ryan's filming time is very limited. It's usually around three, four hours a week, as we previously mentioned. And even if, you know, even some weeks we don't even film at all. I think anybody that is friends with Ryan in real life that plays videos, games with him online would know he has plenty of time <laughs> to play video games. Yeah, actually, we're not really being great parents on the uh, as far as the uh, managing the Ryan's uh, computer or screen time because he probably does play video game a little bit longer than the other kids. But he loves doing it and he learns coding and some other component of the uh, um, and the aspect of the uh, PCs and, and the computers. So I we thought it's it's great, but yeah, he does spend a lot of time on playing video games. It's hard for us to manage right now because of, of COVID. He doesn't really get to hang out live with his friend all the time as much as he used to. So we're, we are pretty lenient at this moment for him to play games with his friends, especially during this time. So one more than we would like to admit on camera. But as soon as the COVID <laughs> settles down, then we're bringing back the old kind of the routine where just limited screen time and he get to go outside and play with his friends. So we're hoping that comes back soon. We thought doing the full time on YouTube was great for the family because one, you know, we found out, you know, if we do full time on YouTube, we could spend more time together. You know, both of us had a different job before and not being able to see each other. But now if we put full time on YouTube, then you know we're working together. So pretty much spend every single day together. And just between you, Loan and myself, now we just have lunch together, dinner together. Just pretty much twenty four hours we are spending time together. And you know, just of course, the more time with the kids too. It, it's it's the pro and the cons, right? I love spending time together with him, but since we spend 24 hours together, it's hard to ask questions, you know, and to carry on conversations sometimes like, hey, how's your day? You know, because I you know, know your you day. You know my day. <laughs> yeah. You, you saw me. But yeah, it, it's also hard too because, you know, because we do pretty much everything together. So it's hard for us to, okay, let's just do something on our own, like just separately because, oh, no, I can do it too. I, I'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but so far, you know, we moved to Hawaii and then we just started seeing a lot of activities we can do together. So we're having fun. But yeah, back to the track on the, uh, the discussion about the, uh, our benefit on doing the full time on YouTube was one, because we were able to sustain a great the viewership and, and also the fan base. Uh, you know, there was a, a good revenue flow that we were able to use those to uh, to buy uh, a new house that's more secure and, and um, more secluded so we can make sure keeping the kids and families safe. Better school too. We're able to 
you know, be in a neighborhood where the public school system is really good. A lot of families, when I was a teacher there, a lot of family move in to that neighborhood just so their kids can attend that school. Yeah, we really wanted to live in a closed community so we feel connected with the people living in that area and then, you know, want to be uh, able to support that community and also be supported on the uh, making sure Ryan's privacy is, is there. So when Ryan started going to the public school where we used to live in Houston, all the teachers were very supportive and making sure Ryan's privacy uh, is protected and making sure that all the kids at school treating Ryan the same way they treat their, ki- their friends. So, the money we put aside for kids, it's not solely for just for their self. The way we set up for the, uh, their financial accounts, what, I, what we envisioned was for them to pass on to their children. So it's generations after them too. Um, we don't, you know, I'm sure when Ryan grows up, the majority of the times when he has a family, he wants to spend the majority of his money toward his family. So I want to make sure Ryan have enough money. When he has family, he can spend those money for his family as well. So yes, one, um, the part of the uh, his financial fund is for himself, but then we're also enjoying he could spend that for the, his family and, and uh, another generation after that too. Right. Our goal is to build a legacy where he can take over if he wants to. But yeah, we'll talk about that more in the future episode on the business side and what is the future of Ryan's world. We don't know if we can make it there, but that is our hopes and dreams. As we put our more time into YouTube, there are a lot of goals that we set for ourselves and our content. Our number one goal was to inspire the viewers, the kids, to uh, to engage in their own uh, in outside of the uh, the screen time. What we want to do was do DIY video or science experiment video where kids watch the video and we inspire them to do similar activities after they watch the video. So we don't want what we don't want is the uh, kids watch video after video. Uh, our content we want it to be something more enriching and engaging. And, you know, we also wanted to be able to teach a good lesson for the kids to be a good person and have a good moral sense too. And that's something that we wanted to teach Ryan too. So um, we wanted to teach Ryan in a video and also at the same time through Ryan, I was, we were hoping to uh, send these message, great message to the, the viewers as well. It's a balancing act sometimes because, you know, we want Ryan to also have fun doing it. So there are times where we do just silly, funny skits because, you know, as uh, the last thing I want is for Ryan's to be like, oh, I don't want to do this. This is this is not for me. So we wanted to balance the type of content we cater on our channel, not just fully educational, but there's some other components we want to build in uh, entertainment part, too, because when kids just keep watching the educational video they feel overwhelmed so we want to combine the entertaining of uh, uh, entertaining video as well so we're trying to combine educational video and entertaining video and trying to create a brand that's edutainment brand so ryan would enjoy filming and also kids enjoy watching and learning something new so that's the the goal that we set for ourselves and i think it came out great because ryan felt like he's doing wide variety of t- different type of content uh, throughout these years. And you know, he feels always being challenged and, and engaged and, and, and interacting. 
So last episode we discussed, we mentioned about, you know, we always talk about pros of doing YouTube, but, you know, there's definitely downside. There's cons of doing YouTube. So we want to explain some of the experience we had before that we, it was a little bit challenging, challenging or difficult for us when we started the YouTube. One thing was the, um, of course, everybody imagine it's a fame, right? Now everybody recognizes Ryan, not just Ryan, but the whole family too. Even just myself alone by herself, go to a store and buy stuff at the shopping center. People recognize us. And you know, a lot of times it's, it's, it's very nice. They just always just say hi and then ask us to take a picture with them. And it's always just fun interacting with them, but it's not always like that. Sometimes there is a time that maybe Ryan's not feeling well and we have to rush back home, but then people still um stopping us not knowing yeah. what's going on and it's sometimes it's hard for us to say hey i'm sorry right now we're in a rush we cannot really uh, spend time right now we have to go home so those are the times that's a little bit difficult for us and you know we also have to think about how ryan feels about the, his fame too um at school pretty much any kids recognize ryan now yeah we were nervous at first about that But, you know, um, even in his old school, too, when I start asking him questions or I start talking to his teachers about how does other kid treat Ryan and how does he feel, the consensus is that, yes, when he goes to a new class or when kids, you know, see him for the first time, they get really excited. But after a few weeks, they realize that he's just like any other kid, which he is. And so they treat him as just their friends and he's not this famous, you know, influencer per se, that he's just a regular kid just like them, which that's what we want for him. And same thing. That's why we're able to put him into extracurricular activities. You know, like we just go to the closest gymnastic that we can find. We're not going out of our way, you know, to try to hide him or anything like that. Same thing. Kids recognized him, but after a few lessons, they realized, oh, he's just a kid like me. You know, he's just doing the same moves as I do. Those people from the, those extracurricular activity classes, are, uh, people are very supportive that we were able to do it. And so, you know, in an exchange of doing YouTube, you need a lot of community support to keep your privacy. And we've been very fortunate that we were able to maintain that uh, with the support from the people around us. Yeah, and another thing about is the uh, for Ryan to make a friend, right? He has to first think about when he makes a new friend, he has to think about whether those new friends like Ryan because of his YouTuber or they like him because of his true personality. And he always have to ask that question to himself first. And that's something, you know, the normal kids wouldn't have to experience. But even before we started YouTube, he had several friends that he have known ever since he was pretty much born that knew him before we even started the channel. So he's able to still have friendships outside of YouTube. And now that we're in Hawaii, um, he had made several friends that he played online games with all the time. And when I talked to the mom, some of the moms actually, you know, was like, oh, I, you know, my kids know Ryan, but don't really watch him per se. So he's able to build that friendship, not because he is famous or anything, but because they generally like Ryan. Yeah, because when he played with his friends, I'm sure he doesn't want to talk about YouTube. Yeah. Just, uh, he doesn't want that to be the main part of the uh, experience with his friends. So he, you know, he wants to play video games and he want to talk about like what he likes and what he does. So 
um, it's it was really helpful. Yeah, he find the friends like that, and it's uh, we trying to be very cautious about um, connecting Ryan with his new friends too. We first trying to approach the parents of the the, the child and making sure uh, we feel safe and comfortable with Ryan hanging out with his new friends, and, and then Ryan can start having to play date. So those extra steps now we're taking into account now because we want to make sure we. Um, keep the Orion's privacy and safety there. Um, but that's something that we have to do because of the YouTube. But it's not an issue that you cannot manage. This, this is very manageable uh, cons. You just have to stay on top of it to, to keep your child safe. Yeah, and it's not as if we're, you know, hiding him and not letting him go out. Because if you watch many of our videos, we still go to the park, right? We still go to the museum. We still go to the water park. So we do get to experience all these things as a family and going to places where there is abundance amount of people. Yeah, and we're very fortunate with our fans too. Almost every single time we meet fans, they're all so nice to us and very respected. They respect Ryan as well. Uh, they always ask us uh, before they, you know, before they approach Ryan, hey, is it okay if I say hi to Ryan? Because I think a lot of them, they're also parents too. They understand, you know, where the line is and they want to make sure Ryan feels comfortable in um, their parents too. So they understand that part. So I'm glad. A lot of fans are really, really supportive uh, for us too. Yeah, I feel like we have easier time with fans than the other YouTubers. I hear other YouTubers having issue with the uh, the fans, but we haven't really had any issue with our fans. They're all very nice to us. Thank you. <laughs> Another con is as the, the scaling up and the fan base grows bigger and bigger, it is harder for us to to kind of comply with every fan's needs. We get emails from every single fan. Hey, can you do birthday wishes? Hey, can you, can Ryan do shout out? Uh, can you come to our birthday party? Um, it's, it's harder now because one, to be honest, I get hundreds of those emails almost every day. And, uh, you know, we, as much as we want to, to, to help them or reply to them, it, it just now it's number is too much. Uh, so as much as we can, we're trying to put our time to connect with fan. So one example is the, uh, we partner with a uh, make a wish foundation and the other uh, children who has pre-existing condition who's not feeling well and, and at the hospital, we're trying to meet them in person or sometimes during the COVID, we do in a Zoom meeting and then talk, talk to the, his fan. So there, it, we're always trying to find a way to, to, uh, to connect with the fans. But because of the scale now, we're not able to connect with every single person. But, you know, we always connect with the fans through our YouTube channel. So uh, there's always there. But, you know, that's the one thing we're missing is the uh, more one-on-one -on -one, uh, connection with the fans now. People always ask us about the fan mail address. Hey, where can we send our mail to you guys? Uh, there isn't one right now. And we tried to think about how to do it, but then at that time we thought it was just going to be too many mails uh, would be sent to us and it just 
impossible for us to manage it. So right now we're still figuring out how to do it. And, and still the plan is for us to provide some kind of a way for the fans to send something, send some, a message to us. So we're still figuring out, but that's coming along the way. Yeah, we really appreciate it as much as we love to receive those fan mails. And I've seen some online of the drawings. It's so cute. Thank you so much. You know, one thing that we do value is Ryan's privacy. So even in the beginning too, you know, we were even, we were so hesitant to even tell people that we're from Texas, you know, and, and some people did figure it out because apparently Texas grass is different than the rest of the country. Whoa. And, you know, you know I, that, that I didn't know, but just we have to be like, we were so careful with the, what we show in our video, even water bottles, there is some specific brand only appears in Texas. So we, we even like hide those labels, try not to show water bottles. So that's how much we're trying to be careful with where we live. But now uh, we're a little bit more open about it. I think we feel like we were able to maintain our privacy while you know providing that information that we used yeah. to live in Texas. Right, because even us moving to Hawaii, you know, we were talking, should we even tell people that we move? But seeing the places that we go and our background, I think that it's pretty obvious that yeah, people are going to be, oh, please, you guys definitely <laughs> in Hawaii. But uh, all the time before we mentioned about we live in Texas, the, a lot of the biggest guests from the people were like, we live in California or LA. Yeah. So when people ask, you know, I, I hate misleading people. But I just didn't want to reveal the information that we live in Texas because to us, Ryan's privacy is very important. That's why, too, for filming, you know, we try not to reveal a lot of personal information. A lot of times when he had play dates, I never recorded. I don't want people to know who he's really friends with or the places um, they would go out together. And also, you know, when he is seriously injured or when kids have tamper tantrum, because, you know, Ryan and our, our twins, they're just like any kids, right? So they do have moments where we do have to, you know, step in and say, hey, you can't do that. Or, you know, with, especially with Emma and Kate, right? They're little, they cry all the time. But those are the things that we just draw the line of what not to put online. And as we mentioned, I don't think that we're perfect. I'm pretty sure we have said something or filmed something that we regret. But our main focus is to just maintain his privacy, not just Ryan, but for Emma and Kate too. That's why we don't reveal like where he goes to school. You know, and even if we say um, he goes to gymnastic, we're not saying where exactly it is. Right. And you know, something we have to think about is for his generation, Generation Z and Alpha, they have to grow up with the social media around, right? Um, as the uh, all these business leaders right now around the world, they all talk, they all have the presence in the social media. So eventually when you grow up, you have to be able to um, to talk to those various amount of people audience uh, not just in physical in person but also through online too uh, that's a really important um, practice for you to have before you get to the uh, leading position and i feel like ryan it's something it's something ryan already have 
he learned it through doing YouTube. He was able to connect to the viewers through the camera. Even though he doesn't see the audience in person, he was able to envision there are millions of people right. watching him and he's able to deliver his message to them. So that's a key important skill、um, the people eventually need to have when they,、uh, as they、um, go into the.、Um, um, Start working on their own. Right now, we mentioned that multiple times there is no really set guideline for the、uh, YouTube, for the、uh, creators to, to follow when we film with the kids. So each individual parent who film with their kids have to、uh, put in a mindset how we, can things,、uh, how we can make things better for kids, how we can keep it safe and keep it entertaining for the kids to be on camera. So that's something we always constantly thinking. And then we also connect with other creators too and brainstorm the idea how we can improve the filming condition. A lot of our、uh, team members、uh, right now in the studio always just put their time to think about how we can make it better for Ryan、uh, as far as his participation goes. You know, another con is we do receive a lot of like negativity with kids in the digital space. Because, you know, in the beginning, I asked that question what is the difference between kids doing digital content versus kids on TV? And the comeback I always get is well, there's the Coogan Law, right? That helps protect the kids in Hollywood. There's a set hours that, you know, that you can only film if you're making a TV show or a movie. And I agree with all those. And I also agree with the fact that, yes, there should be some sort of regulation or some sort of standard or best practices that is needed for this digital age. And it's hard to regulate because TV, yes, they have the guideline for the、uh, in the United States and different regulation in France or other countries. But on YouTube, Everybody is on this single platform online, everything is connected. So, how do we regulate that? There are so many different countries using the、uh, YouTube as a platform. So, in order to place the,、uh, the regulation, it's really difficult. You have to kind of go across the,、uh, the countries to regulate everybody. So, that means you think that all the countries have to get together and agree on the standard? I think great. Start would be starting with the United States first because that's where YouTube、True. is, and then everybody, everybody else could follow. Um, but hopefully, the, even just even it's not regulation, hopefully, there is a good practice、uh, guideline place for the、uh, family creators to how to film with the kids. Right. So, we can't speak on other family creators or kids' content creators. We can only speak for ourselves. So, again, we mentioned you know, the Coogan Law is 15%. We feel that we put way more than that. The majority of money does go s to Ryan. And another thing is the,、uh, the Coogan Law, they're just placing those funds into the kids' saving account. And, and it's not really ideal. When you think about it, there's inflation in each year that is you know, probably 1%, 2% inflation. So the,、uh, the amount that you put into Coogan account, it, it depreciates over time. So, if truly it, the ideal would be putting into the trust account and then invest those, the,、uh, the fund in there. So, it accumulates the,、uh, the, the value goes up along with the inflation. So,、yeah. all those things that you have to think about. And I think many, maybe some many creators not doing it because they don't have these information available to them. It, it's just always just hard to know about these things. We didn't know about Kugan when we started YouTube. 
Uh, not until like we started the uh, uh, the TV, but right. then we put aside money for Ryan, um, regardless. Right, and the the set hours thing too. Yes, TV and movies have a set hours, but when we start doing Ryan's mystery playdate, to me too, like I feel like it's it's a pretty high amount of hours per episode. You know, like they they did a great job on if Ryan needs a break, he's gonna get that break. Just filming time is quite a lot but in addition to that uh well another requirement is if it's a school days then the kids have to also go to school with the set teachers while they you know while in a filming day so there is a time set for breaks and there's a time set for kids to do to take a class with a set teacher on set and then there's a filming time all built in their one day schedule so it, i thought it was a lot for the uh, ryan Ryan actually really quick learner, so he doesn't have to memorize the uh, the script like other I guess talents. He just memorizes as he just enters the next scene and set, and then he just memorizes within a minute. So he doesn't really spend those break hours uh, memorizing the next scene's uh, script. Sure, other kids, other talents. I'm sure they are reading through scripts during their break time. Ryan's set teacher is great. We love him so much. Um, Ryan always look forward to the new season of Ryan's Mystery Playdate because the people who are creating the show on set, they're so nice to us. And we really appreciate it. They're always very accommodating. Yeah, they always ask us for the uh, if any anything that needs to be uh, revised or, 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 or improved for Ryan. And they're always up for the ideas too. You know, every time we talk about the new season of Ryan's Mystery Playdate, the first thing we always ask is, can Ryan get the same set teacher? Because Ryan loved his set teacher so much. He's very enthusiastic about teaching. And, you know, it's even outside of just curriculum too. There's one day, you know, they were learning about the social studies and then talking about police officers. And um, his set teacher was um, nice enough to, to coordinate with the LAPD and uh, had Ryan go to LAPD and talk to the... Uh, uh, the police officers there and learn more about their roles in the community. So it's not just in a set, just opening the textbook and teaching Ryan the, the required curriculum. He goes beyond and teach Ryan a moral lesson. Sometimes he even you know, tell Ryan, "Hey, you know this person, the one of the crew helped you on this. Maybe you should write a uh, thank you letter to him." So the moral lesson too. Ryan's set teacher always just give it to Ryan. So thank you for that if you're ever watching. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you. But yeah, back to topic. As I was saying, you know, yes, there is a set time for movies and television. But to us, too, right? we didn't come from that world. Ryan is not a set kid. We felt like that is a lot of time. The fact that I actually love the digital world is that we can create content when we want what is the time per per day for tv i think at his age i think yeah, it's like it varies hours, yeah right? it varies on the age and also the uh, whether if it's during the uh, the off school day time or the during mm -hmm. the school day uh but yeah it's it's in a way that's it's great because they're considering the kids age too so as yeah. they grow up they could do longer but then when they're younger uh, it's a lot shorter time so even throughout the ryan's mystery play day we've been doing that for uh you know a few years now yeah. uh, ryan's uh filming time has changed too so because right. he's growing older yeah but at home we try to keep it very consistent you know three four hours a week which is 
in the TV and movie world. That is nothing. Because a lot of time, if you're in that world, it's a, you know, you have to redo your lines or they need to get different camera angles or, or you're just waiting around on set, really, because a lot of time they need time to set up, you know? Yeah, because they're working with a hundred crews. So yeah. There are a lot of different teams playing together one scene. So there are a lot of waiting times and there's some, you know, uh, uh, issue comes up right before we start filming right. so we had to wait more so those are the kind of things that um you know we experienced that was different from between tv and youtube you know we were supposed to talk about the cons but another pros i thought a good thing about youtube is uh you don't have to go through the auditions right typically when you do the tv shows you have to go through auditions after auditions and you still don't get it right even you probably get it it was just a pilot and then just they don't decide to not continue on the uh, series so there are a lot of uh, rejections you know those kids talent have to face when they're little uh, or even older uh through the audition for us actually ryan even today like ryan never have done audition before so he feels like every hour that he put for in front of the camera it's always just uh, out there and, and you know we publish it so yeah there's no gatekeeper for youtube right so we don't have to get permission from anybody we don't have to you know, please anybody to make content. As long as you have some sort of camera or some sort of, you know, internet access, you can broadcast yourself. So we really appreciate that. Then, so instead of Ryan spending hours on set, which again, we love Ryan's mystery play date, but with, with our filming, you know, he's just at home playing, doing whatever he is with his sister or, his, or playing online games with his friends while we're the one that's mainly doing the prep work, setting up and cleaning up. Also, we're, we're not trying to push like the star life on Ryan because if we were, I think we would have moved our family to LA, but we moved our family to Hawaii for the purpose of just being closer to nature. You know, we really want him to grow up experiencing what's it like to just go outside and have fun um, and just go to the beach almost every day. And even at his school too, I think it's amazing and incredible that he's able to just see a whole bunch of mountain in the background as he's doing recess, as he's in PE. I'm sure he hasn't noticed that yet, but I'm sure he <laughs> appreciated it as he grow up. You know, it, it's an amazing view and being able to study there is great. And, you know, before we went to Hawaii, we've been looking for the new location for us to live. One, because we didn't want to move when Ryan's older. Yeah. We wanted Ryan to grow up with his friends and community. He feels comfortable and feels secure. So we wanted to find a new place where we could achieve that. In Houston, we definitely could achieve that too. But uh, one thing is Ryan is really excelling his education, right? He, he is way above his grade level and, and he's uh, doing pretty much above the uh, standard on, the, uh, on the, any subject. So we wanted to take Ryan to the school where it, they could comply with Ryan's need. Yeah, because um, during COVID, I did homeschooling for a year. And at the end of that year, we gave him like a California standardized test just to see how he's doing. And he scored pretty much like 99%. When I say pretty much, I mean all of it. He scored 99% on all the criteria of reading, you know, writing, math, spelling, like everything. And even some of the 
subject areas, he was scoring way above grade level, like level seven, level eight. Yeah, especially his reading skill is very high. Uh, yeah, it's equivalent to seventh grade. And uh, that also, uh, we can see it because just the stuff that he reads and then how quickly he observed the information from the script. Also, he's really fast. He just memorized really quick too. Spelling, he's really great too. He a lot loves of times spelling. It's, yeah, a lot of times it's hard for us to check on his spelling. Because he just spell out really quick, and it just we have to kind of think about, okay, uh, yeah, okay, I think that's correct. Well, I have to kind of quickly type it what he said. Yeah, that, that's it up. correct, Ryan. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> so yeah, we wanted to make sure Ryan doesn't feel bored at school, right? He wants to be challenged. So we started looking into the new school and, and new location for us to live because of that reason. And we, glad we land on Hawaii. Everybody is nice and, and very supportive. So um, we're glad we made that decision. So we do live by this motto of filming should revolve around our life and that our life doesn't revolve around filming. I think that's very important because, you know, as we mentioned, I really want Ryan to be able to experience other things just outside of YouTube. For example, even as we mentioned, Ryan's Mystery Playdate, even when we started the show and we start talking to uh, Nickelodeon and stuff, you know, we want to make sure that we're not, you know, taking Ryan months away from his school just to do the show. Luckily, they are very accommodating and that we're able to do the show mostly during the summertime when he is off. And because of the fact that it only takes one day per episode, that's why if you watch it, you're like, oh, they could have retake that. Or, you know, even us too, we're not good in front of the camera. Sometimes I can't even watch us on Rise Mystery Play Date because it's like, y'all need some acting skills, you know? So yeah, the main, <laughs> the main reason why we were also part of the Ryan, Ryan's Mystery Play Date, one, one, one we were you know, offered too, but then uh, we thought it's important for us to be there. When we first started was Ryan was uh, five years old and there are many things Ryan couldn't do or didn't want to do right so for example like memorizing long lines it's something it's difficult for five years old who just only done youtube so that's why loan like the, explaining about the challenges or some component in the show those long lines loan's taking it for ryan that's why she's there and you know, ryan doesn't want to do some messy stuff or some uh, surprises or in those you know some moment like that then i step in and do those kind of messy challenges for ryan so we we are just you know as I mentioned we're just there to just kind of support Ryan uh, for him to do the uh, his show. Yeah, and we'll talk more. I think I want to dedicate like a whole episode on the behind the scenes of Ryan's mystery playdate and why we decided to take on the show. But for now, you know, we just want to end with saying that we do believe there should be some sort of regulation or best practices for digital creators, and if that ever comes out. We fully support that because we really feel that kids should be protected. And if they're on camera, no matter how fun it seems to be, they should be compensated. Yeah. And, you know, it, it probably needs input from the creator, family creator who's been on the front line, too. So we're happy to give our input into the uh, new initiative if there, you know, if there's anything happening now. But, yeah, I think that's something hopefully make a change very soon. Uh, we don't definitely don't want to shut this door and just um, YouTube to say, hey, 
kids cannot make YouTube because there are a lot of kids just uh, opening the door and making a great opportunity through their YouTube channels. And I think that's a great thing. We just need to make sure the, pe- the parents around the kid have to make sure it's being done safe mm-hmm. and ideal for the, uh, the, the kids on camera. Oh, another thing, since we're on topic of why we decided to um, to quit our job and do YouTube is we do want to say that as much as, you know, because Ryan's our son and we can see how great of a personality he is and how much other kids resonate with him. We do realize and know that it is not 100% based on Ryan. It is mostly, I don't know, I don't want to give a percentage, but I would say luck does play a big component into our success yeah the timing was great when we first started and we didn't know about it until later but you know when we started youtube that's when the uh, the the kids started watching youtube very early on and the uh, that's when also when uh, a lot of smartphones were uh, being used in the uh, those countries like india and and the and the asia countries too and many of them started watching youtube channels so we kind of aligned with that timing the boom of the uh, uh, the viewership of the youtube from those foreign countries outside of the us uh really um contributed to probably our success right and the the type of videos that we're making too during that time there was a big trend of giant egg surprises that kids love to watch and because we were doing those type of video at the right timing also helps too and also you know what's important to us is that ryan wants to do it you know like we never try to force him to do videos that he doesn't want to do and that's why if you guys know we don't have a tiktok account and i know that a lot of kids are really into TikTok and it's like exploding. You know, there's so many big TikTok stars, but we don't have a TikTok account because that's not what our kids are into. You know, Ryan doesn't care for TikTok. He doesn't want to make TikTok videos. So that's why we don't have one. Yeah, <laughs> our business approach is always kind of mixture. Like whether, you know, first thing, first layer we always have to think about is whether if Ryan would be happy doing it or not. So, you know, from outside perspective, maybe some people think that we're making some business yeah. choice wrong. But it's mainly because we have that first layer, whether the kids would enjoy it or not. That's the always comes out as a first layer for yeah. us to decide whether to pursue or not. So Right. And there's many business opportunities and experiences that we had turned down behind the scene because we always think about will ryan want to do this yeah i think the uh what we always measure is the ryan's overall happiness right would this contribute to his happiness with this new project it's something that contributes to his overall happiness and you know if it's no the answer is no then we decide not to, to pursue it no matter how much financially it makes sense for us to do it we still turn it down and it's okay i mean there i, mean, I, I even if we get some setback from that decision I, we feel okay that's you know eventually i'm sure we will appreciate that we made that decision of not pursuing it because if ryan doesn't want to do it I'm pretty sure the end product would not be great. Exactly. I know I keep saying last thing, but last thing. Not last, last thing. (laughs) Last, last thing. When we decided to do YouTube full time, we were, you know, nervous, right? At the same time, um, because what if our channel tank and stuff like that. And there was a second video that if you guys noticed that just exploded. It is that outdoor, um, like water inflatable you know, where Ryan opened Egg it's, Surprise. Now it, that vi- video has the most view in our channel and it's over 2 billion views. 
And two billion. It's funny when I watch it on the uh, on, on the phone, the the view count is just say two B. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy for just like a non music video. Right. You know? So that means not. Two billions of people watching. That means many of the viewers watching over and over again, and and that's the kind of the, uh, the trait of the, uh, the those high view content. It's a re the uh, replay value, so people keep yeah. constantly watching over and over again. But because it is, I think it is the most viewed video on our channel. People always refer to that video. Oh, I hate it. So, <laughs> Sometimes we get so embarrassed. Because, so yeah, because yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. So we established the uh, uh, the production company. We have 30 people. We have animators, videographers, editors, and then boom, the, the newscaster showed that video. And oh, this is how uh, this how you use 30 employees <laughs> to produce before? this content. <laughs> okay, that was before we started. I was and I was filming on my phone with really bad audio. <laughs> and so we always get Yeah, there there was no script. I mean, there's no script right now yeah, either, yeah. but yeah, I just <laughs> Yeah, we always get embarrassed when that video showed up because, you know, we're always like, why can't you use a more, you know, uh, fresher content. <laughs> yeah, so now I started kind of trying to uh, to control it by, hey, you know, if you guys would love, love to show the our video, uh, here are some other videos that really correctly represent, you know, what we do now. So that's what we've been doing that. But before, it was just always like just... Just cover our eyes when the uh, <laughs> those interviews or, or, or new segment shows <laughs> that inflatable <laughs> giant balloon video. So I think we're gonna end um, here with this segment because at first it's getting really long. So join us next time when we talk more about the business side of YouTube. What is it like starting a business? And uh, really want to talk about our first controversy. I feel like that was something I was not expecting when our channel exploded and a lot of eyes were on us. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure if you when you start YouTube and, and when you succeed, pretty much any YouTuber will face some yeah. kind of controversy or negativity right. from their surroundings. So yeah, I think that's important how you you know knowing how to manage it. So we'll talk about that on the next episode. I forgot the sticky word of the day. Do you a care? sticky word of the day. Today is supposed to be yours. Oh my god! Vietnamese word. I don't know any. Okay, so our next segment before we really end the sticky word of the day. Today's word is thank you because we want to thank you so much for number one watching to the end mm -hmm. because it's a really long episode and show and thank you so much for your support over the years and even if you're new and just you know found us today thank you for everything we wouldn't have gotten to where we are without you guys thank you and um in vietnamese because i'm vietnamese how to say thank you is cảm ơn. Cảm ơn. Cảm ơn. yeah at least that, that one i knew it <laughs> <laughs> When I practiced Vietnamese to to impress Moen, that was the first word I learned, Gam En. But that's where I also stopped learning too. So You know one more. <laughs> so. That means milk. Yeah, so when we were when we were taking care of Ryan when he was a baby, I think it's interesting. Ryan only knew Vietnamese at that time, so a few Vietnamese words I still remember from back then. <laughs> Ryan forgot everything now, but yeah, the the sticky word is Gam Ung. Gam Ung for watching. Thank you for watching. And I'll see you next episode when we talk more about maybe the business side. We're not sure what it is yet. Let us know in the comments below what you're really interested in. Yeah, what kind of business topic you want us to cover? Um, 
you know, YouTube and outside of YouTube too, we've done so many things over this past year. So we'll talk about that on the next episode. For now, thank you for watching. Bye, Bye. stickies. Thank you for sticking with us. Yeah, and also let us know if that's a good catchphrase or not. <laughs> yes, we're just still gonna 50-50 on it. Yeah, and you guys probably be like, why do you guys, I don't still don't understand the chopstick thing. Yeah, if anybody <laughs> feel offended calling calling you guys stickies, just let us know too. Yeah, we don't know. If, yeah. I thought it was kind of catchy, but just let me know. Yeah. Bye guys, till next time, have a fantastic day. <laughs>